Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Laura, did you see the newspaper headline today that said, don't rake those leaves yet? Yes, Minneapolis I did. Says? Yes, I did. So when I saw that today, my reaction was, what sort of absolute lunatic <laughs> is thinking that they should rake their leaves? I bet plenty of people are. You don't want your yard looking so lousy and messy when you when there's no snow. The, there are so many problems with raking your leaves right now. Yeah. One, where are you going to put them? True. No one's coming to get them. Mm-hmm. You can't haul them to the compost facility. So what? What? What are people thinking? I don't know. Two, because it hasn't been that cold, the ground is probably sort of softish. Mm-hmm. You're gonna rip up your grass. You're gonna rip up your grass. And it's it's protecting our pollinators and our bugs that need some. Yes. You know, cold weather protection. So, uh. It reminded me of last week's headline that said recycling is real, which just made me wonder, are we at just peak stupidity as a society? (laughs) Don't rake your leaves in February. Recycling is real. Uh, Don't forget to close your door, says Plymouth. I don't know. Is that where we're headed? Is this the the kind of coverage we need? But so I tweeted about this today and uh, the pollinators, the pro-pollinator crowd Came for me. Okay. Well, see. They're like, well, it's an important reminder, Jason. The pollinators need to be protected. That is true. And I think you even have a pollinator garden, so I know you are on the side of the pollinators. I do like pollinators, but you know who I don't like? The pollinator crowd. They are so self-righteous. It's like, who who are we convincing by being so naggy? Like the pollinator crowd of any sort of activist group, you know, we have all the different groups, right? But the pollinator crowd, I think, got emboldened with the no mo may. That's what started it. No mo may. <laughs> they're just trying to make. They're sure so mad. They're so mean. No, they're the they're meanest. No, yes, they I are. I think you're misreading the tone. I mm. think you're misreading that tone. They're very naggy. Well. I think they just want to make sure that you really know why we're not supposed to rake. That's I, all. I think the pollinator crowd likes bees more than they like other people. No, they don't. <laughs> why are they so mean all the time? I had someone attack me once and wrote a whole blog article about what a terrible human I am because I talked about wanting to kill my dandelions. Mm. And then I was like uh, portrayed as like a anti-pollinator so okay so but how does this yeah. for pollinators too I everything know that. you don't want in it's, your yard yeah, is for pollinators yeah, yeah. and how dare you but i feel like the people who are coming what what happens and you have to stop yourself right like sometimes when people you agree with are being annoying in the way they're advocating for their position it's human nature to sort of be like you know what Screw the pollinator, right? Like, you're driving me so batty about this. Like, now I don't care anymore. No, and no. And that no. is no good. No. You have to police yourself. 
Police but yourself do, and compartmentalize. I do feel like many uh, of the pro-pollinator crowd, you can never do enough unless you, like, light your lawn on fire and plant a native garden, dress up like a flower, <laughs> and then have have your stamen, have your pistol, have the whole thing ready to go, and you need to be there for the bees. They're passionate. How much work do we need to do for the insect population They're in passionate. the winter? <laughs> I think... I mean, like, let's protect the bees. Yes, please plant native plants. Absolutely. Uh, but, like, also, come on, man. Like, I think you need to do a segment on this and invite some friendly no, pollinators into no, the studio no. for an intelligent Absolutely discussion. No way. Yes, that's the only way to really feel better about all of this. So mad at me. And I was on their side. I was just saying, like, you're crazy if you want to rake your lawn in February. Yeah. I understand the urge. It's nice. I thought about it. Like, the yard looks gross. Yeah. And then I thought, what what am I going to do with these leaves that I rake? Right. It's silly. I did not stop to consider... The amazing habitat that I'm providing. Yes, you are. Now you know. And your possum <laughs> will hopefully not eat up all of those <laughs> pollinators hiding under the yeah? leaves. Oh, where do the pollinators come down on that? See, that's why you need to what have do you pollinators do with the in studio to have a good, intelligent conversation. These about are the all real this. world kind of. It's always, you know, it's always a balancing act. Mm-hmm. Are we on the side of the pollinators or the possum? Both. <laughs> <laughs> It's always like you can't do anything right. You can't do anything right. I don't know. Whenever I, I pose a lawn question online, you can count Look on out. the pollinator crowd coming at you like, well, you shouldn't even have a lawn. <laughs> Wildflowers. Like, you know, like, oh, my gosh. Can't I live? Can't I just live, Laura? <laughs> you can, but you just need to know that when you're going to open your trap about your beautiful yeah, lawn and true. all of your things that you're irritate right. yeah. people and feel where they need to school you in something, you are the public figure that they're going to make their yeah. point with. So it's there true. you go. It's I guess that's being fine. Like, it's okay. I'm all, if I've, you know, it makes them feel better. They probably get together with like, you know. All their weirdo neighbors. They probably have your face on a dartboard. I stuck it to Derusha today. It's fine. This Washington Post headline uh, intrigued me. What to do about your nosy and noisy neighbors? What to Mm. do about your noisy neighbors? Like music too loud noisy? Yes. Okay. Over the summer, a dad in Ohio retaliated with yard signs after a neighbor repeatedly called the police. And why did this neighbor call the police? Because his kids were playing in their own backyard. Mm. Part of life is noise. Yeah. And your neighbors may be noisier than you. Right. And go take a walk, right? Mm -hmm. Like try to, or do what I do. Like uh, maybe like start a podcast. Where you could complain about it. <laughs> like, there's noise, right? Yeah. I Have guess... you ever had a really noisy neighbor? Um, let me think. I don't think so. We have so. a dog next door. We got a, it's a, a bit barker. of a, it's a bit of a barker. Yeah. 
And you know what? That's fine. Dogs bark. Dogs yeah, bark. Yeah, I think it it all depends on how late it is, and if you're if you have a wonky sleep schedule where some of that could get difficult. But mm. that's what things like earplugs are for, and yes. fans. You know, your white noise and agreed. Yeah, as long some as it's of, not obnoxious. Some of the advice is hilarious. Know your rights before raising a complaint. Consider familiarizing yourself with the noise laws in your area. Okay. Now, I would say if your neighbor noise situation is so significant that you need to familiarize yourself <laughs> with with decibel level laws in your area, you've already it's it's yeah. over. It's how, already over. How about having a conversation with Whoa! your neighbor? Whoa! Imagine. Do we just not do that anymore? Is that what it, that's what it is? People don't want to talk and confront each other. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. The the dude who's <laughs> the dude whose neighbor. Uh, was calling the cops he put like you know those like happy birthday like signage you yeah. can get where it's like a different letter h-a-p he got a cop caller is what he put <laughs> because the crazy neighbor Ugh. is calling the cops on the kids playing in the backyard why would you want to increase tensions with your next door neighbor mm, like that that is true you're you're a hundred percent right. Like, yeah. while while that is amusing for those of us who don't live there, you have not solved the problem. Exactly, you've been, probably yeah. made it worse for sure. Yeah, and then you have to. I don't know. I feel very lucky. Like we live in a very nice neighborhood. Yeah, and for a long time, like I would wake up early in the morning, and I I will admit, like, and certainly some of our listeners who work second or third shift can can relate with the frustration of trying to sleep. And the dogs barking yeah. or you hear kids on a trampoline or whatever. And it's it's annoying. But, like, I always viewed it as a me problem. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the one with the weird shift. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't be mad. Like, how am I supposed to be mad at, like, people? Yeah. People's joy. It just is what it is. I reserve my anger for pollinator supporter. <laughs> <laughs> See, here we go. We converted 80% of our lawn into perennials that are bee-friendly with no no neo... I don't know. I don't know. Neocotinoids? Is that a thing? I don't know what that is. I don't know. Jason, I do need to do a show on pollinators yes. this spring. See? All right. Maybe I will. I think you should. It would It would clear up a lot of this stress. Wait until you post on social media that I killed a bat that was in my house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Spoken like a true lawnfluencer, Jason. Of course you despise the pollinator period, people. What I just don't like, here's my issue. There are certain people who are true believers in their cause, and I admire that and appreciate the passion. And for the true believer, if you are taking steps in their direction— you never can go far enough mm. to make them happy. So it's always like you planted a pollinator garden. That's cool. Like, did you leave your leaves out on the lawn all winter long? So the ants can have a place to hang out. And if you do that, then it's like, well, why do you even have a lawn? You should, And you're like, come on, man. Different like, degrees. Does this get anyone on your team? I don't know. Sometimes it's like, are you trying to convince people or are you just trying to make them mad? What do I try to do? Hard it's, to know. It's what am I doing, Laura? You're trying to have 
intelligent conversations and give your opinion and try not to be bothered by people who don't agree with you. But that's a challenge. It's not always easy. No, it's not. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) If I invite the pollinator people in studio, it's going to be like a 1980s Geraldo episode with (laughs) chairs flying. (laughs) That could be one that you you stream. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. The noise noise text. The girl in the apartment. Oh, apartment living. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Thin walls. The girl in the apartment below me likes to start pounding nails into something at about 10 o'clock each night oh, and, God. and sing show tunes. Oh, well, maybe she's building her own set for a one-woman show. <laughs> <laughs> she also put on a real show for the neighbors when her boyfriend spends the night, if you know uh, what I mean. <laughs> she sounds colorful. <laughs> apartment living is tough, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Every once in a while, we think about, like, buying a condo in the city. And I do think back when we lived in a condo in Milwaukee. We had concrete floors, Mm. which I thought, you're like, oh, this is going to be awesome, right? Like, these floors are so thick, concrete floors, we're not going to hear anything. Turns out you do hear heels. Oh, yeah, click, click, click. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was fine. I don't know, you just... Sirens outside, heels Whatever. inside, boyfriend, girlfriend. We're all, everyone's getting through. That's right. We're all trying to get through. <laughs> um, tonight I got my Park Tavern Portugal meeting. Oh, that's exciting. So we're getting, getting ready. I hope you get a bunch of people who I hope go. so too. Do I have to buy everyone? Like, do I have to buy a round? You probably should, just to be a cool cat. Yeah. I'll think about it. You should just do that. Suck right. it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Laura says I should buy around, so I, so I, uh, I'll take it up with my wife. See how that goes. She's already a little annoyed that I bought that billboard, so I'm spending the family, spending the college what money. What was her reaction to your donating on her behalf at Let's Get Hunger Day? Oh, she liked that. That okay. was nice. Well, then maybe she'll like you buying the round too. Yeah, that's true. Or have her do it. Good idea, Laura. Thank you. Have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow. D Rush Hour. News headlines coming up in just a minute. And we are going to do record-setting Super Bowl ad sales. We'll talk about that. Really interesting report on protein. I promise it is really interesting. And they knocked down a building by the state capitol to put up landscaping. Why pollinator fans are rejoicing when we come back. D-Rush, our news headlines on this February 6th, record-setting Super Bowl ad sales, but don't give Taylor Swift the credit. Adweek reporting that Paramount has surpassed Fox's ad sales revenue from last year of around $600 million for the game. The 32nd spot is between six and a half and seven million dollars. Seven million dollars for 30 seconds. I gotta start charging people more for ads on this show. This is the big game of afternoon AM radio, wouldn't you say? You don't want to give those billboard companies any ideas, though. <laughs> it's true. Um, they sold out in November. Which is pretty amazing. The reality is, what are we all watching? Football. When you look at the top 100 TV shows of a year, 
It's like, what, 60 are usually football? It's wild. This game is going to be on Paramount Plus and Nickelodeon and CBS. So some of the booze ads will not be on Nickelodeon, but those were all sold out too. So none of this had anything to do with Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, all of this. Kia, Volkswagen, Toyota, all in. Some candy manufacturers in it. Anheuser-Busch and PepsiCo have multiple ads too. More air fryers, smaller portions, and more global flavors. That's the meat report. Oh, yeah. Dan, you're all in on the air fryer, aren't you? It's one of the great modern inventions of all time. So Cargill, local company, released the Protein Profile Report. This is my kind of data. Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal with some of the top-line takeaways. Households are getting smaller. I thought this was very interesting. 64% of households in the U.S. are made up of one or two people. And that is affecting buying trends. Of course, people looking for smaller sizes. Some people still will buy it like a bigger package and make a bunch for leftovers or whatever. 76% of consumers say they're using air fryers. 71% using pressure cookers. So the oven is being used less. Uh, four, uh, 64% of shoppers order groceries online occasionally. This is very, very interesting stuff. Multicultural dishes booming. Mexican and Latin cuisines really growing. 57% of Gen Z say Mexican is their most beloved cuisine. Chinese in second. American dishes trailing at 50%. Millennials are evenly split between Mexican and American as their favorites. They knocked down a building by the state capitol to put up some landscaping? Rough. Front page story on this in the Pioneer Press today by Fred Mello. The long, vacant Ford Motor Company building at University Avenue in St. Paul was built more than a century ago. Down it goes. Uh, That original Ford site, it is crazy to look if you guys remember that building. That site churned out 500 Model Ts per year. And workers would shuttle parts up and down the three stories, three floors of the building. Uh, Ford moved to the Highland Park campus in 1925, so that was sort of the end of that. Uh, It was office space. It's been vacant for 20 years. The green line runs right outside the front door, so it's sort of a useless property. There was a movement to put it on the National Historic Register because of the uh, historic uh, Model T production that was done there, but that sort of sat in limbo, never happened. It cost $2 million to demo it. There will be some tunnel work there, new green space to be designed as well. 531, that's the D-Rush Hour news headlines in just a minute. A couple of entrepreneurs have started up a candy company. We thought we'd end our show today with something a little sweet in advance of Valentine's Day. We'll learn about that in just a minute here on CCM. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Valentine's Day is coming. You might be thinking about candy. And do I have a unique story and a unique candy to tell you about? A local company founded 
by a Twin Cities nurse and a former stay-at-home dad who has come up with something sweet and something that I think you will find very interesting. It is called Chamoy, is the type of candy, and the company is called Jalahan Candy Company. And we're so glad in studio today to have Carolina and Mike Fremming, who just started uh, this company. Carolina, Michael, thanks for coming in. Hi, thanks for having us. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for having us. All right. Uh, Michael, tell the story of how how, uh, Jolahan Candy got started. Well, Jolahan Candy Company got started from an idea. Um, My wife and I got married in 2009, had our um, honeymoon in Mexico. We tried chamoy, which is a, a Mexican condiment, which they, they put on all sorts of different foods, from meats and fruits and obviously candy. Um, so my we have three, three young children, 11, 8, and 5. Um, this started about three years ago. Um, I needed to do something. Um, You're at I, home with these kids. At home with the You're kids. You're losing your mind. 100%. 100%. So they're driving me, driving me crazy. So I went to culinary school back in 2010, so I had a culinary background, um, and we decided that, you know, I was going to do something, and we figured candy, um, and our five-year-old was starting kindergarten soon, so we n- needed to get something started, you know, beforehand, so it takes a little while to start a business, so, um, yeah, so we, we decided to uh, tr- uh, venture into chamoy candy. And chamoy, Katerina, is... Uh it's a really interesting flavor, right? Like it's sweet, it's salty, Spice, yeah. it's spicy, and salty. Exactly, just a combination of all of all of those. You, it's this type of candy. I've seen it quite a bit, like on social media. You'll see it in bigger cities because it's sort of like I don't. I guess it's it's a little messy. It's 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 you have to commit. So when you when you eat it, you you. You you may have to wash your hands afterwards, which is okay. We wanted to make something that was fun. Um, Do but, people uh, eat it with a fork? Because your candy, uh, you have a bunch of different flavors. Yes, we. But it's sort of like a gummy thing. Yeah, right? we 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 went with gummies. Um, that was pretty traditional. Where you find it online, or you see it on Instagram or or social media, you'll see it in a gummy form. So. Um, we just started with uh, a peach ring, a watermelon slice, a strawberry tube, and a strawberry bear. And were you, when you created this, were you were you worried like, all right, are people going to like chamois? Are they going to under? Are they going to get it? A hundred percent. So yeah. we took a chance. You know, a lot of small businesses, you take a risk, and so we. You know, we just we just launched the company last October. Um, it's been received on the website thus far, you know, fairly well. Sales are okay, um, but uh, it's yeah, new. Like it, you're it, still getting the word out and all new. that. Yeah, it's it's you can find it on the West Coast, you know, Southern United States, where the the Mexican community and culture is a little bit more prevalent. Um, but I think Minnesotans are, are are ready for some for some spicy candy. Um, and chamoy. I feel like I've seen chamoy like on a straw. Like you'll see it kind of as a seasoning, like part of a drink sometimes, like you said. I like it. I like that combination of like sweet and spicy and tangy and salty. I like all of that action in there. I will say like the first time I got it, I'm like, do like do I fork this? Because like, <laughs> it's so like you, you don't want to eat it in a car. 
Because there's going to be all over the place. Right, right. But it's a little sticky, I guess, would be a way to describe it, right? Yeah. I think it's fun. Like, it's something different. And Katarina, when you look at the space of candy and food and whatever, like, you sort of want to find a lane, right, of something that's different from what everybody else is doing. For sure. I had all my coworkers actually at work be our little test kit. Oh, that, that was the test kit. You're a nurse at a local hospital? Yep. So you made the other nurses... And yeah, what, doctors try it, and ah, most of them liked it. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, I do think Minnesotans are getting a little more adventurous with flavors. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's uh, because of food TV or more variety of food that's out there or what it is, but but I do feel like people are willing to be a little more adventurous. I agree. I agree. Uh, the Mexican culture in, in, in the city is growing. It's It's been growing for decades, and I think, you know, we, we love – Mexican food that's our favorite food mm. so yeah. you know um, I think a lot of people would love it the company is Jolahan J-O-L-A-H-A-N candy company and what is the story behind the name well when you start a small business you want to come up with a, a, a catchy name that maybe rolls off your tongue you're really nice so I I really wanted to do this for my kids so um, a the Jolahan name came from it's a it's a mashup of my three kids' names. Cool. Um, yeah. So. And do so they like? What do they think about it? They you we like have to it? keep a lock on the pantry door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna. I mean, I don't want to question the entrepreneur, but the idea of founding a candy company with three young children sounds just idiotic. Like, what are you doing to those kids? <laughs> well, how how crazy do they get after they uh, uh, eat through some of those uh, gummy gummy peach rings? We have to start it early because bedtime is you know between <laughs> you know seven thirty and nine. So if they're going to eat a little bit of candy, it's going to be before dinner time. Just and a few pieces. Katarina, what was your favorite candy? Kind of you know we're we're around Valentine's time. Like candy is a common Valentine's gift. Like what was your go to? I mean, I love anything chocolate, but gummies have been my favorite for a while now. Just any, just regular gummy bears, peach rings. Mine is mine is Wiley Wallaby licorice. Oh yes. I also love mm-hmm. the old fashioned, you know, Pearson's nut rolls. Is 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 kind of my jam. Carolina, I think I called you Katarina twice, didn't <laughs> That's I? Okay. Carolina, yeah. yep. Would you be willing to change your name? I mean, sure. <laughs> For you, indeed, anything, sir. I'm so sorry. It wouldn't be the first time. I'm so it's sorry. Okay. It's Michael and Carolina. 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 <laughs> you know, if I, get, I mean, you guys are asking a lot of me. We got Shamoy. We got Jolahan. <laughs> we got Carolina. I mean, it's almost the end of my show. I'm doing my best here. Um, the company is called Jolahan Candy Company. Uh, what's your hope? For this, you know, just to be in some local shops, yeah, just to support my family. Um, Wouldn't that be cool, right? Like in you know uh, Patina or some of those kind of gifty shops to have have your candy. Yeah, funny you ask because we 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 actually um, we're in our first store starting tomorrow at ten a.m. Hey, yep. we'll give it a shout out. Where well, are you going to be? We'll shout out. Um, the 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 Round Barn in Andover. Oh, nice! So, if you're familiar with that, yeah, they're, they're open seven days a week. Um, they'll be having our candy on the shelf uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m. That's exciting. Yeah, is, is that the, what's the hardest part of starting your own business and kind of trying to get it going? Well, 
probably all the hoops you got to go through to get your business licenses, you know, Minnesota Department of Health and all the inspections you got to go through. Do you have ha- a commercial kitchen or where do yep, you? Yep. Yeah. Can I give a shout out? Sure. So commercial kitchen we use um, is uh, run by a gentleman named of Joe Zimmerly and he runs Summer Lakes Beverage. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah. Summer Lakes Beverage, they uh, great family, great company, uh, and uh, they make drink mixes. So... Um, but we have a commercial kitchen in Ramsey we work out of. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah. Cool. It's been fun, huh? It's been it's been a lot of work, but it's worth you know it. it's 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 worth it for you know to you know contribute to the family. I've been a stay at home dad for ten years, so it's, wow, it's you've time been contributing for me to, to well, the family yeah, already. In a monetary <laughs> way, it's time for me to step up a little bit and and put my my culinary skills to work. Four different flavors. What do you recommend for people making their first uh, sort of foray into trying a chamois candy? You know, our top two sellers right now are the peach rings and the strawberry tubes. Yeah. We started. Strawberry tubes look vaguely like worms, like a whole, right? (laughs) A little bit? Yeah. Well, they're. They're they're, so tasty. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Appreciate that. uh, They're almost like a licorice with a white fondant center. Um, yeah. And then we uh, we coat it with the chamoy in our own seasoning blend. Um, but, uh, yeah, the peach rings, the strawberry tubes are the top two flavors. Um, we also um, just introduced uh, what we're calling rim dressing, um, which is a, a combination of the, the chamoy and the seasoning to make a sauce for, you know, a margarita glass or, or a beer sure. glass or um, an old-fashioned glass, the rim Fine. of the glass. So, yeah, that, that you can find on the site also. All right, you can buy it in Andover starting tomorrow. Yep. Or uh, you can get it online, Jolahan Candy Co. So J O L A H A N Candy com, and you can buy it there. Just love it. Love the ingenuity and bringing a new flavor and taking a risk. I think it's awesome. Thank you. Well, if I could, I could do a, one more thing for your listeners out there. If uh, if you're listening, you want to give it a, give it a try. Um, we did. There is a code that we that we put uh, together on our website. Right. Um, if you want to put in the code DERUSHA, all caps, um, in at the checkout, it'll give you thirty percent off your full order. Nice. How about yeah. that? All right. Do it online. Use the code DERUSHA. I didn't know you guys were going to do that. That's really nice uh, for our listeners. So if you want to check it out, go and give it a shot. Thank you guys so much. Thank you hey. for having us. Thank Michael you, Michael, and. Carolina. Carolina. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Whew, 549, back in a minute. Right now, it is 47 degrees. So many good things in the podcast today. We talked about student athletes unionizing. Are they employees? Do we want parents convicted for their kids' crime? And a great family story, second generation into Russia Eats, transforming gas station food. See you tomorrow. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.